0: Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and this is The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast and this is season two. So exciting, I'm so glad it's back. I know, I've missed it. Well, guys, you, if you hadn't listened to our bonus episode that we released over Christmas with Corey Koontz about his horse remix, go back and listen to it, I'd love that episode. But this is the first official episode of The Score proper in 2019. So this year, we've got a lot planned. We've got our first two episodes recorded already. Today, you're going to listen to an episode with Spencer Mitchell, the two-time NFR header from Calusa, California. He's got about a half a million dollars in pro rodeo earnings. He made the finals in 2011 with his best friend, Brock Cresta. And then we lost Brock in 2012 when Spencer finished out the year and and made the finals with Dakota Kirkenschlager. So... Spencer, and any time you talk to Spencer, you learn a lot first mm-hmm. and and second, I mean gosh it's it's so hard for conversations not to circle back to Brock mm-hmm. because so much about his friendship with Brock kind of defines who he is today, including who he is as a dad because. He has a son now. Spencer has a son now named Brock. At not even two, he knows very well who he's named after. And so I'm really grateful that Spencer is always so willing to talk about his friend, who, who we lost in, in Cheyenne in 2012. So Spencer is roping this year. He is roping with Cody Dosher. and they we caught up with Spencer at Denver. and He stopped by the press room and sat down and visited with me for a while. He's excited about his new partnership with Cody. Cody is a multi-event guy. We're going to see him at the timed event here in a couple weeks. He's from Oklahoma. Spencer has known him his whole life, and um, I'm excited to see what they do this year. They're both so aggressive. Their style is super cool, and Spencer is ready. He's poised. He got to rope with the champ, Clay O'Brien Cooper, last year. Spencer, they, they parted ways, but Spencer talks about what he learned from Clay and kind of what they've talked about and how they're, their relationship grew roping together just last year so i hope you all enjoy this episode of the score i certainly enjoyed recording it and thank you all for listening we were driving down here and caitlin had never um camish i apologize if you are listening to this but caitlin caitlin had never heard of camish jennings and i was like you never heard of camish jennings what because <laughs> he added her on facebook
1: and um you swear
0: you swear yeah she's like the you swear guy had me on facebook i was like yes i was like but he's more than the you swear guy i was like have you not heard some of his raps and she's like no and then they, you showed up on the big reach promo number three.
1: Oh yeah when we
0: were watching it
1: yeah no that was a fun video those were the days it, it was fun if we could set one of them up kind of in a better environment and stuff it was a fun video to make with him
0: yeah that was a ride he was a lot of fun do you talk to him Is he around Somewhere. Somewhere.
1: He was in L.A. for quite a while. I think he's back in Texas somewhere. That's awesome. There's no telling.
0: No, there's no telling. That would be the best interview on the score ever, maybe, I think, though.
1: You could score it, probably. (laughs) Get you a box of toothpicks and some fresh ropes, and he'll show up.
0: He might show up. Yep. Spencer, how long have you had your card now? What was your first year?
1: I bought my card in 2006.
0: 2006. Yep. Were you a senior in high school then?
1: I graduated high school in April or in May and that year and then I was going on my permit and it's actually kind of a funny story I wasn't even going to buy my card that year Mm -hmm. because I could go to every rodeo I wanted on my permit except for Cheyenne Mm -hmm. so Justin Davis and I Justin talks me into buying my card because we're going to go to Cheyenne and the rookie thing is really nice but I mean we're on the road I don't want to miss Cheyenne if I have the opportunity well the books I guess a week wasn't open long enough for uh, us to enter it (laughs) so we actually missed the books on the only rodeo that required my card for the year, and uh, so you blew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of wasted my rookie year right there on a on a, an error. On an error. On a business error. There, not taking care of it.
0: <laughs> not taking care of business. How consistently has not taking care of business been a problem as far as entering rodeos and stuff for you? Are you pretty good at it?
1: I'm pretty good. Uh, I've been lucky the last for quite a while that it, like me and my partners both will. Try and at least put our name down. Mm-hmm. We'll always try and get entered early, and then adjust when we want to go or try and go for later on. And it's helped quite a bit because it is a lot on a person. And if you have other things you're doing on the side, then it, it can slip past you.
0: Who entered last summer? You were champ.
1: We actually both did.
0: You both did.
1: We both did. He, if something opened that morning and he called up there, he'd put our name down, and then about nine, ten o'clock every day, he'd call me. So when do we want to go? Sorry. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I haven't entered yet. Well, I entered us, but I don't know when we'll need to go yet. <laughs> but he he was really good. Him and I got to talk about it a lot, and mm-hmm. we both Wait, stayed on top to of it. You got
0: to talk about something a lot with Champ. Did he yeah. talk a oh, lot? Oh yeah. He
1: Champ didn't... Champ will talk. Champ likes to. He's really big on. He listened to a lot of the politics and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And no, I learned a great deal going with him, and mm-hmm. it, I think it has improved me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's helped. I mean, just. His attitude, never getting riled, whether you're up or down, uh, kept has made my temper a little better. Yeah. Which I've never been terrible, but yeah, I, yeah, I have enough that more than I should be, mm-hmm. and uh, so I felt like that helped me kind of keep a little more level head of when things don't go right.
0: hmm Yeah, absolutely. Now we're, t- we're going back to your early to the early years of your career. Uh-huh. Um, you guys had such a cool. Group of young kids that were kind of all right around the same age.
1: How it, it was huge.
0: How did that? Yeah. How did that shape the earliest years of your
1: career? Uh, I think for I mean for all of us it was really good. I just in. So
0: who was it, Leah? Who was just it?
1: in the California area, yeah. and there at that time we had within a year of each other was Russell Cardoza, Brock Cresta, Justin Davis, myself and then i mean right across the border you had jade corkill mm-hmm. that was thrown in the mixed and we all went together i think it was 2000 oh was after everybody else was justin I, and jade maybe 2005 and justin jade and i all went to the junior world together mm-hmm. just the three of us with a stock trailer at 17 years old headed to oklahoma and uh so there was a great group of us all the healers roped so good and then I was kind of the only real header in the yeah. group, so I dang sure got to turn a lot of steers.
0: Real headers. Should we going to tell them that you said that they're not real headers?
1: Well, I, I can't say that. Jade it. headed for a little bit <laughs> and <then> placed <laughs> at the rodeos. Uh, Justin, he'll probably agree, and Russell Russell, I think, I mean, any day he could go and head if he wanted yeah. to. But he I bet you got he got heads to. amazing. Yeah,
0: I bet you got to turn a lot of steers. I did,
1: I did, and then later when we were high school age, Justin and Brock actually lived at the same ranch there in Cottonwood. And, shoot, I'd turn 50, 60 steers a day for him, and they'd both head some too. But mm-hmm. it makes sure it doesn't hurt when you have quality ropers to rope with. I might blame a couple of them for ruined head horses over the years, but <laughs> it makes sure it was fun.
0: Ah, God, I have so many things I, I want to talk to you about. I guess we'll go. You said something about ruined head horses, and you told me recently that you lost, what, Five head horses in four years, or some terrible statistic. I've
1: lost five and five good head horses in four years. So, or I guess we're just yeah, it's been four years now.
0: So tell me, kind of what that has, what that's been like, and what that has done to you.
1: It's been tough. Uh, the first horse I lost was Keeper that I made the finals on both times, and it was just a freak accident, right, jumping a fence. That was and terrible he's, and he's, storm. Yeah, it was yeah. just a big windstorm. Uh, it just, actually, it was a week after I had my knee surgery in 2014, so it was right before like the 30th of December, um, and just a, broke a tree branch away from his pen and jumped a fence and snapped his leg off jumping the fence. <laughs> And then just had issues with things getting hurt along the way. Uh, it's been tough, just. but you always got to keep looking for something else. And mm-hmm. it's just tough as soon as you get comfortable on one, and something small happens.
0: Yeah.
1: And that can happen any day to anybody. There's a lot of people that have lost good horses that way.
0: So in the horse situation now, how did you rebuild? And, and you're not made of money. So it's not like, were any of those horses insured?
1: Actually, all but one of those horses was insured. Oh, that's
0: awesome. It's
1: huge. I'm big on... I mean, you, it's not when you need it, it's if you need it. Yeah. And uh, the insurance companies have been great, and I definitely would tell anybody out there that has a good horse that it's worth the money to do, because mm-hmm. uh, all it takes is one one day and something to go wrong to not have anything, and mm-hmm. we all think it won't happen, and then it does. Yeah. But... No, it, it definitely the insurance helped. And then last winter, uh, my wife's family has a horse that I rode all last winter. And last year, that was actually her brother's high school rodeo horse they bought from Cody Snow. Mm-hmm. That And he didn't like her. Nobody. I mean, she's probably slower than a hobbled turtle and looks like a llama. But, I mean, she'll give you her heart every time. And her and I just started clicking again like I used to with some of my old horses, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of been a rebuilding like you said, a rebuilding process and Mm -hmm. try and get through with what you have. I borrowed a horse from, my sister's got a good horse that I've borrowed on and off for probably the last six years. And so that's kind of helped to fill in places. And I mean, right at this point I feel like I got better horses than I've had and more of them than I've ever had in my career. Mm
0: -hmm. That's awesome. Um, And you're a dad now. Yep. Tell. um, How old is Brock?
1: Brock would be uh, like 19 months right now. He was born 29th of may last year so i just got added up but yeah. he's right about 19 months coming yeah. on 20
0: and you're telling me you have a lot of dad duties what are, what are some of your favorite oh, dad oh
1: the mornings are the best uh the only thing he wants to do in the morning when he first wakes up is he's got to have a bottle of warm milk and he wants to lay back and watch cartoons and as soon as you set him down in the bed he's got to put his blanket on him and he's you don't mess with him during his cartoons for about the first half hour in the morning and he just lays up and kettles with you. It's one of the greatest feelings there is. Uh,
0: was there ever a question about what his name was going to be when you found out you are having a boy?
1: I actually didn't. I questioned whether we were having a boy from the start, and my wife told me she knew from the start it's a boy, and she's like, we don't even need to talk about names. What do you mean? Well, you already know what the boy's name is. I'm like, Well, yeah, I do. She's like, no, that's what his name is. So it was pretty well set in stone. That's what it was going to be. Uh, Brock's brothers had three girls, and... So I just, it just, it fit, it was fitting.
0: What do you remember about Brock now, this many years away?
1: I mean. Yeah, it's tough. I There's so much to remember. We go back so far since we were little kids. I mean, I remember him and his brother pulling each other off their horses by their hoodies in the barn when they got mad at each other. And <laughs> then I remember when he made the finals with Turtle Pal, we hauled cattle over to his family's place and. Ran steers for three days. We traveled everywhere since we were little kids. I remember I look back at times when I was healing and he was dang sure out healing me, but I'd get lucky and beat him on his horse at the jackpot. And it's like <laughs> I got to remember those because there's only about one of them. Mm-hmm. But no, there's been the great times, him helping people, and just kind of the ideas and stuff that he still tried teaching me as far as my healing and horses mm-hmm. that I try and pass on to people that are still coming to me for lessons and mm-hmm. relay what he taught me. Very cool.
0: Does Brock know that he was named after another Brock yet?
1: He, he does. Uh, I man, we have a picture that was in one of the magazines I believe before from Cheyenne when mm-hmm. he's standing next to the box and sitting in the healing box at Cheyenne, uh, is right by our kitchen. And we actually have both of his, uh, have both of Brock's back numbers in our house. Not the originals, but the company was nice enough when I'd kind of got one of mine replaced that they sent us a copy of both of them. So they're in the house. And we'll, I mean, every time we walk by there to the door and stuff, it, he'll point at him and tell him the story.
0: That's awesome. It's mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> Don't forget, this podcast is supported by U.S. Rider, the premier question site assistance program in the industry. You've heard me talk about it every episode since the start, and now I want to give you a promo code so you all can subscribe and save money too. You get 14 months for the price of 12 with the promo code PC718. that is P as in Paul, C as in Kat, 718. You only get it if you're listening to The Score. This is a Score exclusive promo code, so head on over to usrider.org and subscribe now this year let's talk about this year a little bit you've got Cody yes how did you come to that decision
1: uh you know I've kind of jumped around the last couple years on partners and stuff and Cody and I have roped together I got videos from 2003 when we ran steers together in Mm -hmm. Oklahoma and he's been roping great the last couple years and he was qualified to get into San Antonio, and we thought he was actually qualified to get into Houston, which he missed it by a spot. Um, so I wanted to make sure I kind of had a partner secured and somebody that I understand when I try and enter to be able to go home or with my family and stuff and has, has his own family going also now. But we've been friends for a long time and thought that it was kind of fitting I wouldn't have to jump around partners and have a really high-quality partner for everywhere that I was going to go that understands me and is good with what I try and do.
0: Is he bulldogging this year a lot, or how are you guys gonna make that well, work?
1: Well, that was actually kind of one of the talks we had before. We, I kind of came to my final decision is I shoot, I want him to bulldog and do get in the bulldogging as well. But I wanted to know what the priority was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know with Russell, when he was entering the calf roping a lot, you kind of would get you'd get up bad and be back and forth and. Cody said that he'd, he'd love to bulldog when he can, but Team Run was his priority this year, and if he was going to have a good partner, he'd dang sure he was going to look for horses, and that was his number one priority was to go heel steers. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Very cool. Um, what is your game plan for the year?
1: Everywhere, enter everything you can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna enter through the wintertime through all the bigger rodeos, kind of mm-hmm. same as everybody says. But I don't venture around through Texas and that stuff. You're I, the, no, the way it's set up this year, I'm gonna, I'm here at Denver, and then I get to fly home and actually be home for ten days mm-hmm. before I have to leave. As part of where I flew up here, and then I'm hoping that my family will go with me for a little bit, and I can almost go to Rapid City, Fort Worth, San Angelo, and San Antonio all within about ten days mm-hmm. in February. And then either I can go home for a week or two if I need to or try and fit it in. Uh, last winter with Jason, we flew back and forth. We'd leave for about 10 days and go home for about 10 days, and it worked really well. I'm hoping that my family can go with me a little bit through the winter now that he's old enough and we have good places to stay and everything. But we're just kind of going to the bigger radios through the winter time, and then going to the spring and everything stays in California until Reno. And go Reno on Fourth of July and see what it looks like at that point. Yeah. If it looks good, then i guy'll keep going, and if not, I can go home and spend time at home with my family.
0: What do you have? What else do you have going at home, business, work-wise? What do you? What do you? I've do been
1: riding you? some outside horses, and then I have a group of people that come for lessons and stuff and give lessons. Um, and then my father and my father-in-law, we actually live on their place there in California. They farm probably five six hundred acres worth of citrus Mm -hmm. and then we run another 300 head of mother cows so there's always something around there to to be a
0: real cowboy
1: yeah 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 i'm not just an arena guy (laughs) we got a few we got quite a few of them out here that like to stay in the arena but i i enjoy being outside and that's what we've been doing for about the last week we've been going to different brandons and actually going to one on monday again it's fun for me to go ride them younger horses and That's go to the Brandons so riding, and be outside.
0: Are you riding outside horses? Your own colts? Are you guys? We
1: got a couple, couple of both. I actually finally I've tried for about four years to get one from Brandon Adams out of what he's been breeding and everything. Mm-hmm. And I've so I, do you have I a rooster finally got. Baby? No, I don't no. have a rooster. I got rooster's daddy's baby. I got oh. one of the. Yeah. I have one of the son of a dun babies. That's
0: awesome.
1: That come to find out it's not a baby. Uh, <laughs> she only got broke about last january probably and so finally i'm thinking started riding her and doing good and finally i asked her and if he could figure out how old she was oh somewhere between four five seven well now she's eight <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they i mean they're intelligent, very very intelligent horses yeah. and very easy to do stuff with but uh, it's taken me a long time to get him out of one and i just had to wait till he got a mare i guess since, yeah. he's, since he's got everything else over there but not allowed to sell it, no? and he wants back to breed it. So,
0: does it have a Western States brand on it and everything?
1: Well, they never not yet out of branding it. Not yet. No. no. Once we get once she gets made a little farther along, then then we'll stick one on her before she's ready to go anywhere. How but big is she? She's probably 15 hands. She's a bigger mare.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is she done? Uh, she's a done mm-hmm. with a long mane, long tail. Mm-hmm. She looks like the rest of them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but she's
0: what was she crossed on? Because they're so different. Like <laughs> transmission of JVs looks completely different than,
1: than Rooster. That's Transmission, I believe, is out of... Um, Brandon's dad had bought some racehorse mares before mm-hmm. he passed away, and Transmission is one that they'd crossed on the racehorse mares, mm-hmm. and they've had a great set of colts. Everything I've been around those horses since Transmission and Rooster since they were four years old, mm-hmm. and they've just had the mindset to be that good forever. Mm-hmm. Nothing has ever bothered those horses, and... I think that's very, very huge.
0: What do you like in the head horse department? I mean, obviously you said good mind. Do you want one that, I mean, transmission runs so hard. Do you want one that fast?
1: It depends on their stride, but uh, I like a horse that's a little quicker footed. Transmission for as big as that horse is, his foot speed is crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very hard to come by. Um, There's only been a few head horses of that size that I feel like were that fast footed. I personally prefer something that's probably around 15-1. They look tiny when I'm on them, obviously, but that's what I've always had. I've always had smaller horses, and I've struggled with bigger, long strided horses. Um, and I've just been fortunate enough to kind of stay true to that and stay in the smaller horses.
0: How have you um, managed learning how to use your rope and using your horse at the same time? You, you're obviously one of the most talented guys with your rope, with your head rope. Have you been learning about the horses more?
1: It's actually crazy that, I mean, Brock always used to say my horses were, they might be a little special in ways because I'll reach on them and do stuff forever and then they're never duck. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where my legs are a little bit longer and I've always tried to make sure and then I look at my catching percentages also that the times that it feels, all I, as long as I'll ride my horse for two to three strides across the line my catching percentage is a lot higher and my horses are always running across there, but that's everybody always gets on or they see my stuff and like, I can't ride him. I can't ride him. Mm-hmm. And then and one of the great example is BJ Campbell's not a big reacher at times. And I had a Bay horse, the good Bay horse I had that died and everybody's getting out run at Colorado Springs and they thought my horse was slow. And he, I mean, this four one running to the hip, mm-hmm. they just couldn't believe that my horses would last that long. I've never had horses that ducked or mm-hmm. took my rope or couldn't miss my dallies. And I don't know. if It probably does have something to do with my legs are a little bit longer and my arms and everything mm-hmm. to where I can hold them and control them, but there's something to it Yeah. somewhere, and I don't really know.
0: <laughs> do you have a favorite bridle now that you're riding a bunch of colts? Do you have anything that you're really liking starting your horses in?
1: I don't have a lot. I don't. Are I don't have girl? anything that's – that's real that i pick out mm-hmm. uh i actually a friend of mine had made a copy of a greg darnell which was a in a shank snaffle with a square with a square bar twisted mm-hmm. into a shank snaffle and it's been very good bit to start mm-hmm. stuff in um but i kind of just i jump around i might go to the arena one day and take one brattle with eight horses because mm-hmm. I, I mean i've less told me a while back it's like, you just change them up all the time and they don't get used to anything and then they're still responsive and respectful to you. So I only have a couple of horses that have one bit. Mm-hmm. Everything else if I get something new, I play with it or if I trade for anything, I want to ride it on something yeah. and they got you get used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh and they feel different and everything. I'll ride horses in different bridles than my wife will ride them in, but I only have one horse that has only one bridle she ever gets rode in and mm-hmm. that's cuz if I mean, I don't know why. You can put the biggest bit in the world on her, and she'll run off, and you put a little (laughs) chain bit on her, and you can slow her down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we talked to you doing the real cowboy stuff. Are you doing any citrus farming stuff? Are you...
1: I try not to do too much sod busting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is that what it's called? I, didn't, I couldn't know less oh, about it. Oh, it's just
1: the off. The, no, it's just they they have a spray company and stuff, and they have a big group. Uh, my father-in-law, actually, all four of my brother-in-laws work for him there, mm-hmm. spraying and running the company and stuff. So they pretty well have it. They have it handled pretty good, and I don't know if they really want me driving one of the tractors yet. So <laughs> they they kind of – it's really well around there. My father-in-law kind of the barn's my responsibility to keep his horses in shape and keep everything, and we got a lot of horses that he owns that I – I mean, a lot of the horses I ride he owns, And but he can show up and rope. And before Vegas, they practiced every day and mm-hmm. tried to tried to take care of that for them. Very cool.
0: Well, Spencer, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Good luck. This thank gonna you. It's going
0: to be a fun year. Cody Dosh has roped so good for so long, I hope.
1: He has. He's, he's done good the last – I mean, last year I didn't even – I didn't even really remember him rodeo much after July, and he still ended up in the top 35. Yeah. Um, and has kind of focused on Bulldog in the last couple of years, and for him to step back and want a team rope
0: mm-hmm. is really big. Yeah. I think it's awesome and really an exciting prospect. So, good luck. It's going to be a fun year.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I am so glad Spencer took the time to sit down with us and talk to us on The Score. I hope you all enjoyed this. If you did, remember to like and share this on your social media accounts. And then remember, please, to leave us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, however you're listening. We are on multiple platforms now. We are now on Google Play. We are now on Spotify. So if you have a friend that doesn't maybe have an iPhone, but they have a Droid, an Android phone, some Google-based product... They can still listen to the score. You can listen to it on your work computer, on SoundCloud. It's easy to kind of access any which way. So we hope you're listening to it. We hope you're telling your friends about it. We hope we are giving you things to talk about in the rope and pen with your buddies because I think there are lots of cool little tidbits that we are picking up from these top cowboys. And we appreciate you all so much. So thanks for listening and have a great end to the month of January. And we will talk to you next week.